I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Uh, welcome along to the Short Baller Rugby Pass podcast. Scotty Stevenson, Mills Mulyaina, and Ellie Williams with you. It's a full compliment today. Welcome, Ellie. We've gee, we missed you the last couple of weeks. Yeah, sorry, lads. Real world's getting in, in the way of uh, the way of this stuff. Um, I, I deeply and sincerely apologise for last week. Well, it probably doesn't help that I, I'm shit at organising stuff. But your organisation is horrific. It is. There is no planning. You give us all of about three hours. Yeah. I mean, Mills needs two and a half to do his hair, and you don't exactly give us a lot of time. I tell you what. He was a lot more energetic last couple of weeks than what he is at the moment because, jeepers, he seems a bit down at the moment, doesn't he? We need a bit more from you, mate. The Can last I- couple of weeks you've been <laughs> outstanding. Oh, righto, Ted. <laughs> there he is. It's back. Didn't drink last night, Ted. <laughs> this is what happens. Everyone turns into Graham Henry eventually. Um, Wams, I have been following your TV work over the last couple of weeks, so you've uh, you've come out pretty strongly on some issues around the game. What's the biggest issue for you right now uh, in rugby union? Oh, is there one thing that's? I wouldn't say there's one thing. I think that it's in a real transition. I think it's really it's at a, a position that you can grab hold of it, and we can really take it into the next generation or something like that, mm-hmm. um, if there's the right words. Um, but we all need to start working together. I think. I think we are still very much se- separated by northern hemisphere, southern hemisphere. Um, um, incentives, and then you, you you know then you've got the um, Super Rugby, and then the international sides, and all that sort of stuff. Where if we if we can, and 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 I do understand that everyone's got their own sort of agendas in that. If we can work together as much as we can, then we'll create a, a global game that truly is global. And mm. I suppose that's the big one at the moment for 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 the for World Rugby. And then you know you've got little areas around Super Rugby and how we can make that better and all that sort of stuff. But it's always like this, isn't it? Start of the year, we're talking Sorry. points, how we're going to change the world. You get to the end of the year and you think, oh, one more week of international <laughs> rugby and she's over and we've got cricket. That's <laughs> it. I uh, we, we spoke about it last week and it was about world rugby. They're obviously now gone into full crisis mode to try and sort something out. Here's the thing. I, I think we can establish some facts around this. Someone's offered them a wedge of cash. Mm. 
they've gone, that sounds really good. Let's do something yep. real quick so we don't lose out on this. But your point is so true, Ellie. You've got to work together, but you've got to work together in a way that globalises the game and keeps the game sustainable. And that's where the tension for me is because I, and I've said it for a long time, I'd love to see the game really take hold in the USA professionally, mm. but they're not there yet in terms of playing these international games against top-tier opponents. Uh, Japan has become, I don't know what to describe Japan rugby at the moment. It seems like it's, a, it's like an overflow site for Kiwis, but uh, Japan rugby is hosting the Rugby World Cup. They deserve a break. I don't know if the Sunwolves will last, so then you've got to think about what's their pathway to international Tier 1 rugby. And then we've got the Pacific question. So I just don't know how much is going to be resolved with the same unions and the same meetings around the same table all trying to protect their own parts of the puzzle. Yeah, my, my view is that we we, we are staying um, strong on this Tier 1, Tier 2 uh, union type thing where the reality to me is it's world rugby now. Mm. Um, so it's not Tier 1, it's not Tier 2. It's your graded your performance is tier one and your performance is tier two. Mm. But realistically, we're all as one. And so for me, I don't have a problem or an issue with New Zealand playing Romania um, every 10 years or until Romania get up to a standard where you can play them more consistently. I think that's good for the game. I think the diversity in that game is, is good. But what I struggle to see is how are we giving these and, and why are we being so financially driven by saying New Zealand always has to pay Australia three or four times mm -hmm. when New Zealand will fit out a crowd playing Romania playing wherever, wherever, wherever Australia will do the same because you know you've got your supporting and you keep it quite um, tribal and nation versus nation hence why the Six Nations is so successful it's you know people challenge whether the game of rugby and up there is as good as it is down here and blah, blah, blah. I have different views. I think I think that Wales-England game was absolutely oh, outstanding. Absolutely. Um, for the old school reasons. So so for me, you've got to get to the nation versus nation and bring in the history and all that sort of stuff and then the game's going to expand. So Japan is always going to have a great rivalry with a China or with New Zealand or with the like. So explore them round. Get them round, you know. Um, but you can't, the thing, and that's probably the problem, the, the problem that they had last week was they didn't get them round. They got a whole heap of cash and decided to chuck a USA and a Japanese team. And that's obviously where the cash is going to come from. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you, those guys don't merit being in that top 12. So now they've come out and said, well, let's have a, a promotion relegation, which is perhaps what they should have thought about from the very beginning. I mean, you, don't get me wrong. You always say that if they're going to be in the top 12, which is what you're saying, they're not They're not there. And then they're going to get hidings every week. Yeah. And so they're not going to be marketable. You know, they're on the cusp of being in that 12. You know, they beat Samoa last year. So they, warrant, they, they could warrant it in the next couple of years. But when you come out and say, well, here's the top the, the, the 12 nations and you have those two sides in it everyone else is going well how the hell did that happen because mm -hmm. you've got the likes also of Georgia mm -hmm. who have been who have um, stumped Fiji you know they went and beat France last year yeah. and then all of a sudden you you, you create all this anxiety and, and angst against them and instead of just thinking about it right from the very beginning instead of thinking about all this money that you're usually ching 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 <laughs> Don't cash, chase it, mate. Cash is king. <laughs> well, the other thing, the other thing too, and um, I, yeah, I was thinking about this on the drive and to do the pod today. 
Oh, well, we're, we're, your driver's had a holiday or what, mate? He's on a break. He's on a break this break. week? Yeah. Good of him. Good he's, of doing, he's doing Uber during the week now. Right. Um, the, the real challenge for rugby, I, I don't think, is to grow the game globally. I think it's to re-establish it locally. New Zealand's in this problem. We're, we've got a generation now coming through that are nowhere near as entrenched in a rugby landscape as kids uh, my age, as people my age or, or a generation below. So it's this next generation who you want to make card-carrying rugby fans. Are you going to do that by having a global rugby tournament every year? I don't think you are. Um, and, and this argument that we want the money in here so we can reinvest in the grassroots, so I think it's the horse before the cart. Because only by investing in the grassroots are you going to grow the game here in your own country, which makes you strong anyway. We, we're not seeing the crowds we're used to at games. Some kids like me who went to games every Saturday at 2.30pm, we experienced that. That was our experience of rugby, provincial rugby. These days, 7.30 kickoffs, I know that, that they've got to be done. That's just this how it is. But kids don't go to those games like we used to. So, so you're missing out on that live audience, that live experience for kids. They're not getting involved in the game. You can't tell me that they're going to be up at three in the morning watching a Northern Hemisphere tour game. They're, they're just not going to be. So if you understand my logic, Australia's got an issue with growing the game back at grassroots. South Africa needs to grow the game back at grassroots. So does New Zealand. Wales, uh, I see, decided to take advantage of World Rugby's nightmare and had a clusterfuck of their own this week <laughs> with the regional redevelopment of their game, So, uh, you know, which is all very Welsh. We, we've got to find a ways to make the game relevant in our own countries before we start thinking that globalisation is going to save rugby union. I think that is absolute rubbish. And I think World Rugby's biggest beef at the moment is that they want to be FIFA. Yeah. And that's not an ambition for a game like rugby union. No. I am sorry, the money sounds good, but FIFA is hardly a bastion of good behaviour and above-board dealings. They're just not. So, yeah. so are we, is that where we want to go with the game? I agree with you. I mean, I agree. You've still got to look at the top element of this of the game because that is the financial stronghold and, sure. and where it comes in. But how are we nurturing that new generation? And my challenge is that the new generation is actually changing and moving so fast in terms of what they like, what they don't like, what they'll what, pay for, what they'll pay for, what their experiences, and that to me is where we're we're getting caught up and now so financially what we're looking at is we're going, well, we haven't changed our game. Yes, we've bought in sevens and I respect that, but what are we doing globally to sevens to attract it and where's the um, where's the financial benefit coming from the top of our game? Because my understanding is that world sevens is not actually making a hell of a lot of biscuits, if anything. Sure. Um, so they're, they're almost funding it back in. So that's our only development in the game. Where is it coming from? Where's the new generation of rugby that new the new kids go, well, this is Instagram of rugby or this is Facebook of rugby because it's not there. Where cricket did it and look what happened. Yep. So, so what, what right. you're saying, instead of thinking about what tournament we should have, you're thinking about looking at the very structure of the game, creating a yep. sport for a modern audience. Correct. I mean, look – T cricket moved, and we keep harping on about cricket and how it's moved, but it moved from a five-day traditional test match to a three-hour match. Yeah. And it we need to we need to look like this, keeping the inherence and the values of rugby, but in a different type of format to give us a different type of audience, to give us a new 
breed for the new generation. I think you're right. I think what you're suggesting here is nerd games. Uh, look, that's an option, it's and a, I'm not one that's on the table, right? new games, you know what I mean? I have played the odd one myself, and um, <laughs> it gets a bit tricky, doesn't it, Shab? You have oh. played yourself nude rugby? Oh, yeah. Not, not publicly. I'm not big enough. Mate, you're crazy. Well, I'm just not big well, enough, I, mate, I, I, unfortunately. I, 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 you never I, had a nude game? No, I've never had a nude, nude game. Are you a never nude? I don't mind, I don't mind getting out there, mate. But just In running, my own house. Just asking the question. <laughs> running the 100 metres with... You've got to have support running the 100 metres. You Put be. your tongue away while we're talking about nude rugby. <laughs> yeah, what are you up to? That's un- I don't know if I, can, I can't deal with this conversation. That's a, that's an interesting point. And um, the first time I've, I've heard that raised in this conversation, whether but we need you to You can't use cricket as, a, as an example, though, because it helps that you've got 50 million, you know, Indians that are going to pro- and, and, and wealthy that are going to provide that. I mean, the sevens is, is probably the model that you, you, you're going to. And when you look at the sevens, they're not, they're not making money. I think you're right. But look at where USA have come. You know, they're, they're, they're making the finals all the time. So when you look at how attractable rugby is, this is where we're so divided because everyone doesn't want to come together because they're trying to take care of their own backyard. Mm. You know, when you're trying to take care of your own backyard, I mean, you look at the Mitre 10 Cup at the moment, that's shot. You know, look at it compared to what it was when, I mean, it was just probably starting to, playing, yeah. <laughs> just starting to sort of go downwards but after we sort of finished up. But that game's gone. So all of a sudden, that's, and I appreciate that's possibly why when the money comes out, you know, that's the first thing, you know, guys, uh, well, administrations yeah, that, look at. That money is not going to go back into funding anything other than the expanded teams required to play in 50, a global tournament. 50, 50 all blacks. 50 right? man squads. That's yeah, two yeah. buses, 50 hotel beds, and another yeah. 10 support it's, staff. That, exactly. I mean, that $10 million or whatever the figure might be soon gets eaten up just in the logistics of playing in this tournament. So, so. Where my argument comes in is we've got to find new money and new ways to formulate that money. The Sevens has found new money for America, right? Because when they, it's an Olympic sport, Americans jump onto it. And I think, and I could be wrong here, but something like around 50 million goes into a sport to go and get it Olympic medals, right? And so therefore, New Zealand, uh, USA Sevens is is on the trajectory, but it's new money. Hmm. We're, We're... Still hounding that traditional old rugby money and traditional old rugby sponsors, the bank, you know, your insurance people, the car guy, for that money. <laughs> where, where, are we, where are we expanding? Where are we going global? Where are we re- redirecting this game called rugby to find different options to carry on with the new generation? Well, where, 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 where can they go? I mean, uh, every year they have this flash rugby awards in Monaco. Yeah, what's up with that? I mean... Uh, but it's sort of the rugby awards in Monaco. I don't get it. Well, because well, saw... Prince Albert loves rugby. I, I actually. So is that where we watched, get money from? I watched the Six Nations, Ireland versus Wales. I think it was with Prince Albert in a pub in Monaco. He was just the champion. Tells all sorts of funny jokes, and he just loves his rugby. Loves it. So I would suggest that he's sitting there going, "Well, why don't you bring the awards to uh, to my little town, country, and we'll uh, we'll have a good night." I've watched a game of rugby in a pub with a guy who had a Prince Albert, but I've never watched <laughs> a game of rugby in a pub with Prince Albert. That's, Prince Albert. That's, that's great. Cool, what a lad. No, he's just, a true just, lad, mate. Just sitting there, just souping pints and just, watching. Well, yeah, I think we probably popped four pints, and then I said, look, I've got to go. I've got to go training, um, which was the next day, and I was an hour and a half down the road. But, yeah, it was a good man, a few of us. Yeah, but, I mean, that's isn't that the point, though? Why? Why? That's... 
We're having this flash as... So you think Prince Albert should basically well, fund no, the whole he's lot? Just, he's just said we've got to find new money and all of a sudden the perception is we'll go to Monaco and have this flash as awards, but we've got no money. Yeah, well, he's not new money though. He's lo- He loves it and all that sort of stuff and you know he's doing yeah. his thing. But it's He's the, not new money. Where's, where's um, I, it's the Sheikh Mohammed um, Al-Fadr, well, whoever his name is, saying... Mate, oh, you want 50. oil money? Here's fifty. You want oil money? Here's fifty thousand. Here's five hundred million. No whatever. depths to which you will not. But okay, but, but, if, but, if we go to Australia and um, Big John <laughs> or whoever is still digging out that Big mine, John. and he's he's giving us diamond <laughs> money. Big, Big, John's cars. Big, Big John's cars. What I'm trying to say is, we can't keep hounding and go from the banks, the traditional banks, to go and to, you know, your traditional bear sponsors to say it's your turn for the next five years, it's your turn. Yes, the market's creeped by 3%, and we're actually going to offer you the same product in terms of a Six Nations or a Super Rugby. Hold on, we'll put three more teams in, make it a logistical nightmare for all the players. We'll drive them overseas because they, they've got no time with their families or anything like that, um, but this is your turn, and next time it'll come back and blah, 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 blah. And that's where I'm trying to say is, You've got to develop the game a little more. Uh, get new people interested. That's get what you're new saying. people interested. Get new people interested. Get new money. Because yeah. yep. sports still the only thing that people want to watch live and are completely connected. Admittedly, they always want to watch us three talking live. No, I don't think but, so. I but do sports think is so. still that one neutral element that people always want to watch live and are still connected to it. I would like to just say that we've spoken about this now for 15 minutes and have not solved a single thing and that is <laughs> right up there with the mantra of the short ball. We're going to move on boys, we've got to move on to Super Rugby, you guys have been at the games, you've seen the, you've seen the trends, uh, Mills I've got to start with, well I've got you both in here, we're going to start with uh, the two Kiwi teams that haven't won a game yet. Um, I love how you got your computer there and I've got my phone looking like we're prepped. Yeah no I'm not. Yeah, and I've got a glass of water. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but Usually you've got a teacup, you read the tea leaves, Mills. Nah. Um, okay, the, the Chiefs are under a bit of, bit of pressure at the moment. Um, bit of I, pressure? A bit of pressure. Let's hammer the Chiefs. No. Hey, 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 I've hey, hammered hey, the hey. Blues for so long about how bad they are. Well, let's get into the you Chiefs. You have not hammered how bad the Blues are. Well, mate. no, because I'm delusional and I don't want to accept it that we're none from three. Okay, well, last... I, I'm, what are the Chiefs? The Chiefs are zero. They're none. And they have a points differential of minus 55. That is the worst in the competition. Um, hey. And they've still scored eight tries. That's kind of the remarkable thing. They're fifth on the try scoring I don't know what's going on there. We spoke about it last week. Mm. Did we not think that there was an upset in the cards on you Friday did. night? You did. You did. And let's just get this straight. From my perspective, I was actually I was going for the Blues this year again. Perhaps that's, that's the reason why they keep losing. But... It, I just, yeah, to, to, to the Chiefs. So you're they just going look, for the Blues, not the Chiefs? I just thought this year and last year, did I not say, that was going to be the Blues year. It was still early days, still another, what, 14-odd weeks to go. Okay, there's one. I'm just going to put one factor in here because we're going to have a Blues-Chiefs co-chat by the sounds of it. The last week needs to be scrapped for the Blues. Too much going on Way for too much. Team. Way Mike Tamoyata's yeah. death, I'm sorry, team's... I know you can say that should be a motivating factor. That that was a devastating event for that team to try and get over on the back of a game in South Africa coming over to Argentina. Yeah. I know that they're professionals. I know that it's the sport where you go out there to win games. But even so, a lot going on for that team. I'm prepared to put that aside. And I'm still prepared to say... Regardless, <laughs> so we're numb from two. I'm prepared to still say, regardless of the Blues losing that game, that they were not the worst performing team of the week. And, no. and they get hammered all the time because of their history. And, and rightly so, because they've underperformed for years. But when a team has been as good as the Chiefs have been over the last five years, to watch that on Friday was tough. It was just tough from a rugby fan point I, of view. I actually thought 
if you took off the Sunwolves jerseys and replaced them with the Chiefs, <laughs> they're going to be easier being the Chiefs and the Sunwolves on the underside. They were just diabolical. And I think we spoke about last week the fact that Colin Cooper doesn't coach. He doesn't coach. He just oversees things. And then, so the other two coaches have taken on um, what two portfolios each, which I, in my eyes, I think it's it's way too much. So perhaps they need to do that. But you also got to look. look at that. They have got no experience now. And I absolutely, if if someone you got an Antonio Brown, a Damian McKenzie, um, or a Retellic, one of those three go down. See you later. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're Gonskis. And when you have a team, I know, and there's some exciting players in there. When you've got a team so inexperienced that it's under the pump. All of a sudden, yeah, it does. It brings excitement. They want to go out and play there. But what it also brings is individuals because yeah. guys try w- way too hard. They want to make sure everything happens. And all of a sudden, nothing, you don't go to, things don't go to plan. And then they start playing all over the show. And this is possible. This is what we're seeing from the Chiefs. And- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. As much as they wanted to say, I think they they said they're going to flush everything down the the dunny after the, the Brumbies game. Holy smoke, all that stuff came back up. Mm. They need to find a new dunny because, man, they look yeah, they that's blocked up. We have got the Walker Chang thing, which is what Aucklanders drink. And dumping. And no, the Waikato <laughs> yeah. people dumping it and Auckland we dump, drink it. We're dumping it. We're dumping it. No, we don't. Yeah, Auckland dumps it. So Beaver has been eating the white bait out of the Walker Chang Chang for many a year. Hence yeah, covered maybe in Maybe a few dump. of his issues. Yeah, maybe covered in Auckland dump. The Blues, I'll tell you what I will say about the Blues on the weekend. I, I watched that game. And do you know when you watch a team and every time they have the ball, they look like they're practicing? Yeah. Do, do you know, they're hesitant in their, right? that step. And because they've, they're looking and they're thinking about what did we do at training? I yeah. need to do this move perfectly. And what it causes is a split-second hesitation. You're a second late on the pass. And I watched it over and over again. It's a team that is desperate to start doing things right. But they looked like they ran out in that game, and, and mitigating factors aside, they looked like they ran out in that game and were trying to mm. remember what the drill was at training. Yeah. And that was probably evident when Moliano um, scored his first try. Like, how many guys went all the way back? You know, it's almost like a training run, okay? As soon as he kicks us out, he will go into another yeah. another scenario. They all went to the ruck. They got a winger that was back there who, oh, man, I don't know what that kick was. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you had basically oh, that was 13. That was kick. Was that no, it was um, uh, the winger. Um, It'll come to you. Uh, anyway, 
but it all kind of he didn't make it out. Went to the twenty-two, and he just basically ran around off a tuanga fussy. <laughs> it was just kind of like you know when you're at training and everything you know you've gone through heaps of reps, heaps of reps, and then all of a sudden okay, just get the ball out so we can go to another yeah. thing, and then it was, that was evident. It was almost like okay, this yeah. is a training one. Yeah, they get to me. Um, it's it all comes out when they're in their own twenty-two, and they're attacking and they're trying to score. And they're just very, very hesitant, as mm-hmm. you say. They're, they're like, "Oh, we haven't mapped this out, or he should have. We should have gone, gone through there, and we yeah. should have done this." And as I said, I think it comes back to what Mill said around the Chiefs: is it's that lack of experience, and it's that lack of um, belief and faith in yourself. Cohesion, right? That hey, look, just go with it, mate. You're That's a meter. Right. You're a meter, two meters, thirty-three centimeters to the right of where we did it at sure. training, doesn't it matter. doesn't actually matter, mate. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter, and you'll you'll create these things. So They had a lot of scoring opportunities, the Blues. Oh, tons. You know, Tommy Robertson dropped that ball close to the line. I think they had three drop balls right on the goal line. Yeah. I mean, God bless the, the Jags' defence, 200 tackles in the match. But you know, every single attack stat in that game was won by the Blues, I except agree. the scoreboard. And that scrum, those scrums at the end of the game, well, drove not, me absolutely well, let, flipping let's, insane. Let's not even talk about that. How do you turn the ball over the last scrum, you turn it over, right, it's your ball, you've got nothing's on the clock, it's your ball, just get the ball out of the scrum and have a crack, lads. And what do they do? Carl Tunukafi oh, oh, goes, I... promotes himself too much, smokes his dude, comes out the side, it's like... That should have been a reset scrum, base... though, anyway, right? No, it shouldn't. Why? He, he was he was the, the one... Channel? No, didn't it? came out behind the sixes, oh, Robinson's it? legs. From you know, from my memory of watching the game, um, he 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 promoted himself too much on the left, and I was like, "You just hold your position, buddy." You know, and it's like, Ugh. go the Blues. Hurricanes taking on the Highlanders uh, Friday night footy. What a game that's going to be! Are the Canes back? Are the Canes back? Is the return of Bowden Barrett there to save the day? Nani Laumapi tearing straight off What a tank, isn't he? 160 metres run, Nani Laumapi. That last try, how he's running towards the try line and he's like, go tackle me. (laughs) Ha ha, you can't tackle me. I won't even try and fend you off. I'll just stand there and you just bounce off me. That's so good. Who the hell want to tackle that coming at you five metres ago? I'm like, bro, I'll step out of the way. What about Geordie Barrett going to the wing this weekend? Uh, I I kind of like it. It's great for Chase Tier Tier. Tier Tier played bloody yeah. well last week, you know, and he deserves he deserves to get another start. Um, but are they back? Oh, possibly. I think Bowden. I think Bowden and um, Lamapi and TJ are creating a combination that gives stability mm-hmm. and it gives confidence around. Let's give it a crack. Yeah. Um, so I think that is the fundamental reason why they're back. Um, and and looking good. I also think for me, Geordie Barrett moving to the wing, moving to fullback, moving to centre. That poor kid is everywhere on a chessboard, and it's like, can we let him focus? Like he's got so much talent. I seen him with a cricket bat. Mm. The kid can, the kid can just do everything. Yeah, so he's gifted. It's it's almost killing him. Let yep, him just will. stay in one position, yeah. mate. Just get good at that position, and you'll we- come over time. Okay, but two weeks ago against the Crusaders, Geordie Barrett's game at fullback, he was not great. And well, I was woke. The whole, the whole, whole lot of them were, yeah. Right. But yeah, I look at that back line for the, for the Hurricanes. Pedernata, who's, you know, obviously one of the top two halfbacks in New Zealand. Bowden Barrett, Ben Lamb, Ngani Lamapi, Matty Proctor, Geordie Barrett, Chase Tiatia is pretty much the lone guy there you would never have a conversation about in terms of the All Blacks. The rest... 
are either All Blacks <laughs> or possibly could have been uh, given a different selection policy. It's an amazing backline, mm. and you're up against the Barracuda, Ben Smith, Tavita Lee, Josh Iwani, who we need to talk about. That kid yeah, is going to be going sensational. Good. And Aaron Smith, who I reckon is just back to his best already. Yeah. He is just turning on. The one glaring thing for me is the Highlanders' midfield. C.O. Tompkinson comes back in there, and Thomas Umanga Jensen. That's pretty young against Ngani and Matt Proctor. And given CO has not been introduced to his arms yet, I cannot wait for the first midfield collision between Matty and Ungani and CO Tomkinson. I am telling you now, there is going to be the there's going to be a dead body in the middle of the park. Oh, gee, how good! I, I, I mean, I'm this actually is a new game. I'm looking forward to the loose trio battle. To be totally honest, yeah. I mean, you, you've got Whitelock, um, Frizzell, who's in some bloody try scoring yeah. mode at the moment. Uh, and getting around the park, um, and and Hunt is Hunt starting, is he? No, you've got uh, you've got Whitelock, Lynchies, and Hemapool oh, this week. Oh, jeepers! And uh, up against Savia Karifi and uh, Via Fafita. So I had, like Karifi. She's at how duper oh, Karifi. A, he's a little nugget, <laughs> he mate. Is. He doesn't take no backward step, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, boys, have you seen the soldiers behind me? And you're like, no, mate, it's just you, you mad bugger. I, I just, reckon it's awesome. I just love a bloke whose name Duplessis. That's <coughs> an amazing name too. One of my faves. Yeah, it's going to be a great. Game on Friday night, and then of course it's Derby Week in New Zealand. The Chiefs taking on the Crusaders. That's an ugly matchup for the Chiefs at the moment. What would the TAB be playing, mate? I don't know, but the Chiefs. You, you wouldn't be getting much back on the Crusaders, would you? You get oh, at AMI. Or what is it? Crosshair well, Stadium. These usually days? the Chiefs. They've, they've, it's they, they, they like going down there and, and actually playing it, but uh, that's become oh. the that has become the biggest rivalry in yeah. in New Zealand rugby. Wow. Crusaders Chiefs, I reckon, because they hate each other. Like it, open, ha- it has over the last hatred. few years, eh? And oh, yeah, but, I mean, just, if you look at the Crusaders, I mean, their rivalry with the Highlanders, Highlanders hate them. Their rivalry with uh, the Chiefs, as we just touched on, the Chiefs hate them. I mean, the Hurricanes, they just, they hate them. And then, I mean, so it leaves sort of, what is it, that that one team called the Blues? Well, I think they hate them. So, I mean, if you're a Crusader, genuinely everyone doesn't like you because you're so damn good. If you're Auckland, you used to be so bloody good. If you're the Chiefs, it was like, well, let's give them a courtesy and see if we could win. Now they used to be good. You've got the Hurricanes, you thought, ah, well, look, it it all depends on the flip of the coin where they come out. And, you know, you could have a great match. So um, the rivalry sort of, are existing, but then they keep moving, eh? It's quite funny. How is it that the Crusaders can put anyone on a team and still play exactly the same rugby as the Crusaders? But that this is, in essence... And they're scrawny little white kids that you think, oh, there's not a lot to this kid, and then, wowzers. It's every They year. ain't no scrawny little white no. kids, I'll tell you that. No, they do do some lot of tin, don't they? But here's the thing. Last year, everyone's salivating over the rise of Braden Enor. This year, everyone's salivating over the rise of Will Jordan. A year before, it was George Bridge, Mitch Hunt. It was Richie Moanga. Uh, it was Jack yeah. Goodhue. When, when does it stop with this team? When does it stop? And no one goes out. This is the thing, right? Fetu Douglas is basically covering the all-black captain and slaying it mm, yeah. at number eight. Mm. No one walks into that team and drops the ball, and I mean that metaphorically rather than literally. No one. That is, in essence, why the Crusaders are such tough bastards, because it doesn't matter who they put in there. He'll lift his game. It's an incredible organisation. It blows my mind to watch them week in, week out, and think to yourself, how do they just keep doing this? 
There's no drop off. But if you, it, it won't last, they'll you, eventually lose a game yeah. again. But, but if you go down there, it's not actually that different. You know what I mean? It's not that different from any other team. You're just, but there's something I think internally and um, mentally that they take you to a space where you almost feel. My view is they feel so relaxed and so comfortable that they deserve to be there and they should be in there, and it's their turn, their chance to play that they just they have no baggage they mm. just play mm. i mean when i went down there literally i would i would fall asleep before i walked out on the field i was so relaxed dean z was with robbie deans was with me we were so relaxed you know dan and i would travel up and down from auckland and for some i'd play my best rugby mm. I, I, and then you know mills you you'll know that when you've got a relaxed mind when you just Going out there playing with instinct, she's your good. But, and I reckon that's what they do, the Crusaders. That's their secret ingredient. Yeah, they're relaxed because they're comfortable within themselves. They're comfortable with the environment there. And they're comfortable with the fact that if I'm in the hot seat one week and you're in it the next week, I'm going to help you. Mm. And, that, and, they, and they love that. There's no egos. So yep. you obviously lost yours when you went down there and you became a lot <laughs> more relaxed. And then all of, so all of a sudden, uh, you know, it's, it's not, you're, not going, you're not going to training thinking, shit, man, I, I hope he falls over so I can start. Or, oh, man, I've missed out this week. Stop. You're, you know, you're, it's not about that. You are days. revealing a lot about yourself in these statements. No, I'm not. Is that what you used to I be? was exactly One, you what like I'm getting about. nude at home, but you don't like getting nude in public. <laughs> Two, you're not that relaxed, the guy. You, Three, you've got a pretty decent ego on you. You, you used to wish people ill. So no, you, no, no, wish no, people no. Ill? no, no. Is this, this, and we I, haven't I, even got to spy bar yet. I mean, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Great influence. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, don't you. Let's not bring things out of the closet, boys. It's all shut. Don't you bring this stuff out, mate. We haven't gotten onto the flower yet. Flower? I'll tell you what, there's a big glass house here and a lot of stones being chucked. I'm going to stay out of this conversation. Oh, you angel, you. Yeah. <laughs> you should actually go in the middle, Sumo. I'm not. I can't go in the middle of you two. I want to do talk about the Sunwolves, though. Um, they've got the Blues this weekend. The Sunwolves will back themselves here. The Sunwolves will literally, I mean... The Blues have a devastating week last week. They are three losses on the trot. They've been from Africa to Argentina back home. They're playing at North Harbour Stadium that they hate against the Sunwolves, who are all puckered up and saying, monkeys off the back, boys, let's go to town. I would be chucking, I'd be chucking lazy money on the Sunnies here. I reckon they can do it again. I could take your lazy money. Do you want to take I'll take $100. Can we do a wager? I'll take your other handy. Head to head that the Blues will beat the Sunwolves. Yeah. I can't see it. can't see the Sunnies getting up. I can't see the Sunnies getting up. Sunnies slash Chiefs, I can't see them getting up. Um, I see extra motivation, but extra, I would say they would have pulled the throttle right back at the Blues because of the travel, and it's actually going to help the players because, as I said, it will clear their head. They would have gone home. They would have had some time. To personally, to individually understand and comprehend what's happened, and um, you know the meanings behind these things um, with Mike, and you know I just think they'll go out and they'll be say, look, to be honest, I'm an eight year old playing rugby in the backyard, and that's the only way you got to look at it. Man, I hope they do. I hope yeah. they do. And then Australia's got a couple of derbies as well: the Rebels and the Brumbies, and the Tars and the Reds. Forget the uh, Queensland New South Wales rivalry for a second. Do we need to talk about Quade Cooper? Uh, we I, don't have to, but we should. I, I mean, he's playing well. Oh, yeah, he here's is. the thing. I like Quaid. I know that the rivalry that he had with the All Blacks sometimes crossed the line, and and you know that's that's what it was. But 
I, I don't know. I think he's just grown as a human being yeah. because he's playing like he's dropped. A, you mentioned the word baggage before, Ali. He looks like he's dropped a lot of his off. And him and Will Guinea together, that is always a threat for me. I, I love it. I, I, I like the way, like, uh, for a lot of guys being put in that situation where you're not wanted, mm-hmm. you're the best, possibly the best 10 in the country. You're not wanted. Go back and play club rugby. A lot of guys, and he was probably would be one of those guys that would drop your lip and go, oh, stuff it then, you know, stuff this place, whatever. But the way he's come back after 12 months and not sort of gone out there to say, this is all about me, I'm going to do all my stepping and things like that and, um, and try and be the man in this team. He's gone out there and just hasn't gone out of his way. He's just controlled the game really well and been real stable. Well, that's what I really l- love about what uh, well, how he's playing at the moment. It hasn't been about Quay Cooper. So when you talk about guys maturing and you talk about the mental space that he's had to go to and sort of had to overcome mm-hmm. because he wasn't wanted, I think it's I think it's fantastic and it's bloody good for Australian rugby. So I know it's only round three. He deserves to be back in there. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think um, a- as a guy, the external part that we all see I think, you know, it's probably 15% of who the guy really is. I mean, I, I know him. I don't know him really, really well, but I know him good enough to understand that there's there's a humble man in there. There's a, there's a kid and a boy that just wants to play rugby. There's a guy that really wants to challenge himself, and then there's a guy that's extremely vulnerable and, you know, is not always as comfortable as everyone makes him out to be. Mm. And, um, you yeah, know, he's used that diversity. He's used that... Um, those times of who am I? He's come back and and what you just said, Mills, is he's just doing the simple things right. He's not trying to create it or turn it all around in the first week of Super Rugby, is he? He's just slowly building, he's slowly building. And when Guinea is on fire and, um, well, Quade's on fire because, I mean, Quade would probably be the first one to say that, you know, Will Guinea is pivotal to his game, his vision and his teamwork and they are true combination oh, yeah. when... I mean, I would suggest that Will can look at Quaid in the eye and go, this kid doesn't want the ball. Even though he's saying he wants the ball, he don't want the ball, mm. I'll take the ball, I'll relieve it, I'll I'll kick, I'll look for a runner. I mean, I'll have a dab, he doesn't want the ball. But, you know, I would say that connection with them is so strong that Will's really focused on his game, <laughs> Quaid's focusing on his game, and together they're, they're on fire. So as Mill said, you know, they they'd be your 9-10 at the moment in the Aussie team early early days but yeah yeah. I, I like that I like the Rebels back line full stop yeah. you know you got Quade Cooper running the cutter Billy Meeks yeah. I love watching He's Billy solid. Meeks play yeah. Jack Maddox Dane Haylard Petty uh, you got Marika Korobetti there as well uh, Tom English I mean that's a yeah. solid looking back line for the Rebels um, yeah. I, I think the big challenge for them is going to be seeing whether that pack can stay with the big Aussie packs for the whole season. Yeah, yeah, and, and other big packs in the competition. I mean, they're good players, especially Adam Coleman. Robbie Abel's been around long enough to, to know how to get around the track, but that's going to be their challenge. But I'm enjoying the Rebels. I'm enjoying the fact that they're winning games because I think, you know, for Australian rugby, it's great to see. It's an expansion oh, well, well, team that was stayed. Remember, they stayed at the expense <laughs> yeah, of the Western Force. Force. And oof, there's a lot of uh, Barney over there in Perth ah, around that whole yeah. thing. That's a nasty place to go. Um, when it talks about rugby, but mm-hmm. uh, you know they've, they've stuck to it. They've they've had their people that stuck by them, and now you've got players that are saying, "My turn, I'm relaxed. Let's just do it." So, What's Australian up? rugby team's winning, though. I what like, do we think? Yeah, I like it. You I, like it? Yeah, no, I do. And yeah. and I've long said, I, yeah, we we've talked about this what for three years now, right? About the demise of Australian rugby, or the struggles yeah. they've had. 
I like yeah, it. I don't think New Zealanders realise how important it is to have a strong neighbour right there, especially, which we go back to the start of the short ball correct. today, especially when we're talking about the globalisation of the game. Correct, yeah. correct. No, you don't have a friend next door and a friend that's actually got some clout, then you are a couple of little islands at the bottom of the world trying to say, yeah, but we're the All Blacks. Yeah, well, I tell it you what, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't wash with the North now. It's not going to wash with the North after this either. Yep. Well, that's been it, boys. That's the short ball today. Millsy, what's your game of the round? Is it? Uh, I'm assuming it's a derby game. Oh, it has to be uh, tomorrow night's game. The Hurricanes and the Highlanders at the uh, in Wellington. Mine's, mine's the Blues and the Sunwolves. I'd really like to see a solid match there. Um, you know, I just think there's... Solid from good. who? From the Blues, mate. Do you think I'm going to get off this boat? No, I put mate. all my money... <laughs> I put everything in this boat, mate. we just put $100 on this game? We did. Jesus. I'd call my wife. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to look for the Crusaders and Chiefs. I, this, to me, is this is a game for the Chiefs to prove that yeah. they are still the Chiefs that we know and love. Yeah. Uh, look, they've got to go in. The, the, if they do something special in this game, season-defining. It, it will be. Yep. Absolutely. Good luck <laughs> in Christchurch. That's been the short ball. Make sure you check out all the action, Super Rugby, and the rest on rugbypass.com. Ali Williams, Mills, Molina, Scotty Stevenson. We'll be back with you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.